who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Where old stories take on a new life and the world is teeming with possibilities. Well, for the last time, we're not kissing face. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with. Okay, gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. Head to Gamefly.com slash locked today for a free premium 30-day trial. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 323 of Unlocked. Joining me today is Lily. Hey, guys. We also have Monty and Sean. Chomp, chomp. Oh, that was aggressive. <laughs> I'm back. That was aggressive. It's been a while. When was the last time you were on? I don't know, a few weeks ago. I've been super busy. Oh, it was so back. It was uh, the Obama administration. That was a while ago. Yeah. Man. Um, well over back. a year. Well over a year. Feels a lot longer, though, doesn't it? It's it? like an eternity. <laughs> Ryan is out this week doing family stuff, probably. Um, but we have exciting things to talk about. Uh, Dutch gambling. That's not actually what that story is about. It's about uh, the Dutch Consumer Affairs Commission is looking into whether loot boxes are gambling, which is something that we should take pretty seriously. A uh, plants versus zombies controversy. L.A. Noir is out on the Xbox One X, so is Sims 4, and uh, The Witcher is running at 60 frames a second on Xbox One X, so that's all very exciting. There's also a ton of Black Friday deals that we're going to go over as well. Um, the first thing that I wanted to talk about, though, Dutch Gambling. What's the – I don't like the name. It's Dutch, Dutch Gambling Update. Did we ever have a first story? I don't know if we What are we updating? Yeah, you, that, you said <laughs> so, Dutch Gambling Update, and I'm like, have I missed something? Well, well that's why I thought I would part. put it in the show, because maybe Ryan didn't want to talk about it, but I think it's really interesting. So basically what happened is, um, and they confirmed it was as a result of Battlefront 2, mm-hmm. is that the Dutch Consumer Affairs Commission slash government decided to look into whether loot boxes are gambling, and the way they refer to it is as random loot economy. So the idea that you are paying for something with an actual currency and then getting a random thing, is that gambling? And, like, in my head, yes, it is. But basically, this is, like, just a kind of weird gray area in a series of weird gray areas in the games industry that uh, the commission is taking super seriously, and they just had a a TV update yesterday. Um, And the concern is that the focus on minors slash the participation of children in gambling activities and illegal or unrestricted gambling in general is, like, a bad practice. The reason I think this is interesting is that a governing body is looking into this, and if the Dutch consumer affairs decide that this should be illegal, like what does it mean for everyone else? Well, and this could also this could very easily spread throughout the entire EU, mm-hmm. which means that it could very easily be it, it, the U.S. and the rest of the world can be impacted by it. Well, and there's the, it, one of the other gray areas that we have is like with YouTube whether. Let's plays if you're putting commentary over a game is fair use. And there's just like all these things in the, in the games industry that has kind of been overlooked that as soon as someone who is important starts paying attention, we'll all get cracked down on like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm super interested in this story and to see what they find out because it doesn't seem like anyone in the U.S. is really looking into this right now. That we Well, know this reminds me of um, CSGO Lotto when that yeah. whole issue happened. And obviously the biggest thing about it was that two people who are YouTubers mm-hmm. owned it mm-hmm. and they were like, 
discussing it and saying all the like oh they, they weren't disclosing that they owned it no, either. They Wait, so what was CSGO with Lotto? Yeah, so if, for those who aren't familiar with the situation, it was a big story that blew up on YouTube or on in games media, I guess maybe last year or a year and a half ago. Yeah, maybe longer. Year. I yeah, I can't remember. Year. At any rate, uh there in in Counter Strike, there are these skins that are cosmetic that you can buy using in game currency. Mm-hmm. To like modify your weapons, it doesn't change. Sure. It's just a cosmetic yeah. thing, but they're very, very valuable. Some of them because some of them are very rare. These people had created or owned a site which you could go to and gamble uh, your money essentially to buy upwards of tens of thousands of dollars of skins. And they were making videos promoting the site without telling people that they owned it. Gotcha. So they effectively could have and might have actually been manipulating the stuff on the back end to give people the results that benefited them the best. And that's something that. If you run a business here in the States, you have to disclose that type of information. Otherwise, the FCC or like the Trade Commission, the SEC, will come after I mean, you. They knew what they were doing. Was oh, yeah, totally. No question. And like the fact that they even got away with that for as long as they did is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, that whole this thing is, was shut down. This isn't. Yeah. And that was shut down and rightfully so. And they kind of got a lot of flack for it. Uh, this is treading into some really interesting gray area, right? Because like random loot. I mean, there are a lot of games out there where the the currency that you're investing into these sort of like random transactions isn't money. I think that's how they get around it. Yeah. But time, right. And then you can optionally pay money to decrease the amount of time, but you would make the business person would make the argument that they're not paying money for it. They're paying time and you can buy time with money. And that seems like this weird little loophole that might cause a gray area. That just sounds so weird. and Oh, it's super. It works with Assassin's Creed origins. I get that in that, like that's a game that has microtransactions that you are literally buying time and that you're Mm -hmm. buying like, resources but you know what they are mm-hmm. it's like i'm buying this so that i don't have to hunt to craft things and that's yeah. how that system mm-hmm. works and i get that with battlefront 2 which is what really prompted this investigation i don't really think that's the case because you don't necessarily know what you're going to get so it's a lot more random and mm-hmm. it doesn't work for something necessarily like overwatch where it is entirely cosmetic but with battlefront where well now as an update uh, all microtransactions are currently off in the game. So that's, yeah, that's another thing to consider for the time being. Right. Definitely for the time being. They're totally going to come back, but we have to see how that happens. But I think when you're, it's in a pay to win environment, I don't know. It seems a lot more like gambling to me because you're, you're buying something that is a random reward that could be like an upgrade for something. It's not just time. And I suspect you can get it through time also. And I suspect that even if the argument could be made that it's time that's the currency and not money, the, the sort of predatory, I think why this is coming up and why the why this investigation is happening is because like as a kid which it makes up a huge demographic of like people who are marketed to mm-hmm. in terms of games they might not be able to distinguish the difference between like what is a safe investment or what is a time investment versus a monetary investment and yeah. they're just you know they're kids like they're not they don't really know better so a business should not be employing these predatory practices, even if there is this little loophole that allows them to like technically get away from it. Well, I suspect that's why they're getting part of it, it is that it, it's people who are under eighteen and there's nothing saying like I'm eighteen. I know that I'm like getting a random thing for this. And there was also like a sub part of this that I felt a little weird about, which is uh, they're looking into whether playing like social video games at a young age can give people like pro gambling tendencies or be like a gateway into gambling. And like I always want to dismiss the idea that like video games cause whatever because I haven't killed anyone and I've played lots of violent games. So I'm yes. kind of weird about that. That we I think, know of. I think for me that it'd be <laughs> a more of like the like playing on like a mobile game that is like you have to freemium or whatever where you yeah. have to pay. I think it just like desensitizes kids for a game where they like go on console or PC, they just kind of assume they have to pay something. Yeah. That's it's funny because these these aren't new by any means. Like yeah. you always tell the story when you were a kid and you spent a bunch of your family's money on Have a Hotel because mm. you kept dialing a number and you're like, I didn't realize. Yeah, it was I had actually- absolutely no idea. My parents <laughs> weren't mad at me. Like I told that story once before on the podcast, but I just kept calling this number and then you just press a button and then it gives your account money. And I think I had to put in like my account number or something, and it was charging my home phone, so my parents were getting charged, and I didn't really think that that's what i had yeah. no idea that that was ch- costing real money i mean this but is that's ha- like a there's a difference right like that is just like ignorance of being a child this is a business like designing systems to yeah. elicit a particular response from kids like well, how do you know how do you know that they're doing this for kids not for kids but for people sure and it happens to include kids which yeah. is why i think people are a little bit more touchy about it rightfully so right but like they've designed mechanics and stuff in the game that encourage or coerce your audience to 
spend money to decrease the amount of time. I mean, aggressively so in the yeah. case of Battlefront, how it was before launch. Yeah. Like it, the story being about how it took 40 hours to unlock a hero, like it absolutely was designed in a way that was like encouraging that. It's not that now. Though. Yeah, that's the that's the crazy thing is like all of this hullabaloo over Battlefront. Before was, it even came out. Before it came out and then people who actually played it this weekend, like Brian Altano, who we work with, played it all weekend and not all weekend, but like casually played a couple hours a day and he has every hero. Yeah. And he's like, I don't, I didn't feel the need. I do to wonder like how much of it is blown out of proportion. I didn't sure. I mean, there, there is an amount of vitriol that is against EA just because that's, oh, they're that the worst forever. company in the world, despite the fact that, oh, there's 200,000 gallons of oil spilled yeah. in South yeah. Dakota. Um, yeah, that. So, that yeah, thing is so dumb. The worst company in America. I'm like, what about insurance companies? What about the what actual? What about the actual like, government or internet companies? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's a <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. And then we had the interesting stuff of like the rumors <laughs> that like this happened because Bob Iger actually stepped in, right? And I don't know how much I believe that. Also, because well, that call did happen, but we don't know what happened. Sure, but also like the Disney has. Was oh. Disney. not a call you want to be getting. Bob Iger, who's the CEO of Disney, called the CEO of EA uh, last Friday to. Talk talk about <laughs> something to do with Battlefront. So the rumor is the idea is that Disney was like, but we're family friendly and we have to keep brands safe. What is this controversy? Cut it out. You're ruining our Star Wars. So we don't, we don't know but, what happened. On I the mean, the, the so sort of, the thing that doesn't make sense with that is the fact that there are so many free to play Disney games that are completely predatory geared at kids. But they're on mobile. So it's different. Yeah, I guess. So. Yeah. 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 And cares. CNN and, and the USA Today weren't picking these stories up. Yeah. It's yeah. so weird that even happened with Battlefront 2. It's crazy, but yeah. like, I'm really interested in where this is going and, you know, I can I can absolutely see both sides of it. So I just I don't know. In maybe in a year, loot boxes aren't allowed, and it has to be like explicitly tell you what you're going to yeah. get. Or that's so interesting because like even that right there, as someone who sees why this is so problematic, like I can't sit here and say like loot boxes should be gone because like. I don't know. I where did that, that come from? What? Drew a thing. From Fireteam chat, we were messing around with them earlier. They're tokens. You just have a token for when. <laughs> is this a gambling? It was just, yeah, have it was you just gone one here. week without gambling? <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, I do think that there are games out there that do loot boxes really well, and like in when they're deployed well, like any mechanic in a game, when it's done well, like sure. it actually supports the game in a way that is really interesting and fun. So I don't necessarily know that I agree in terms of loot boxes. Like I. I can't think of something that I've bought where it's like, hey, you pay 20 bucks and you don't know what you're going to get and it's going to be good even in terms of like literal loot crates. Even though I'm like, oh, so, yeah, so the like, example I'm I would okay use okay is... with aesthetic purchases, but I don't like the idea of not knowing what you're going to get in a box. I mean, I can understand that, right? Like that's just consumer preference, right? Uh, I mean, so for true. instance, like Counter-Strike is a game that I play so much and has loot boxes in them. They're mm-hmm. called crates. And uh, what happens is at, at the end of every game, you randomly get crates. Like s- sometimes it can be one, two, multiple crates or whatever. You can also get skins out of these crates. It's basically like a random, you get some rewards for completing yeah. every match. You can... You have the option to buy keys to I open like those crates. Like you're explaining Counter Strike, like no one knows what it is. <laughs> I mean, some people don't, you know, or at least That's they may true. know what Counter Strike is, is, but true. not how the loot boxes like, work, yeah. right? But I'm giving an example of a way that I think the loot boxes are done well, which is that you have right. the option to buy the crate, or buy you have the option to buy a key to open the crate. You don't have to, and if you don't, you can still get the skins that other people are getting yeah. by opening the crates. And that's yeah. basically the same as, yeah. as I've In other words, it is totally non-gameplay it. specific. Like it's not yeah. impacting the gameplay. I mean, that's the most totally important thing to me. I think is that it has to be cosmetic. Yeah. Um, and again, like I'm okay with microtransactions the way it was done in Assassin's Creed Origins. I think I'm still like undecided because I played that game in such weird circumstances that I don't really know. But I don't know. It's it's hard because every company thinks they have the right answer to this, and sure. none of them really do. And we don't know what that answer is yet. All we know is that uh, Valve does. Well on my Valve has the right Valve, answer. Valve does have the right answer. Remember that time that they tried to make people pay for mods? Yeah, that was bad. Valve did bad there. Valve did bad. Also, <laughs> how come the Dutch government's not going after Kinder Eggs? If we can't have Kinder Eggs here, they shouldn't be able to have Kinder Eggs. We have Kinder Eggs in Australia. Yeah, what that's because Kinder Egg. A Kinder Egg's a little Ooh. chocolate thing, but it's got a prize on the inside, that's and you, the you can't have them in America because it's gambling geared at children. You know what you can have? Oh. Guns. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, Guns Jr. That's what you call I had it. Well, Egg back in June, though. What? In Portland. Yeah. Oh, Portland's lawless. Yeah, Portland is mm-hmm. rogue. Shout yeah. out to Portland. Yeah. <laughs> Keep Portland weird by uh, just filling it with Kinder Eggs. All the oh, Kinder Eggs. they have eggs. one of those sayings as well? Keep Portland weird, like Austin? I believe the first one was Portland. I think people from Austin would be really mad at you saying that. Even if you're right, they'd be like, excuse me? Ooh, <laughs> look it up right now. Oh, he's doing it. All right, uh, moving on to the yeah, next story, so which is actually moves. kind of uh, related, is 
Plants vs. Zombies, um, on Roundtable Live, which is a podcast, Edmund McMillan told a story about his friend George Fan, who is the creator of Plants vs. Zombies. And he ultimately said, and this is paraphrasing, uh, that EA were planning to make Plants vs. Zombies 2 pay to win. And then George Fan said he didn't want to do that and didn't want any part of it. And then EA fired him. So that's the short of what he said. And he like did dance around it a little, but that's absolutely what you can glean from that. Um, and then... Uh, George Fan did tweet about it. He didn't say a whole lot. He said something along the lines of, uh, I don't know if you put this in here, Marty. Well, so these Alan Murray, these three Not tweets of, are uh, all from Alan Murray, who okay. ended up being the uh, director of PDZ2. Okay. Um, but he, he tweeted something that was basically like, yes, I was like, right. It was very, it was something like I'm parting ways with, with EA, uh, Sort of vague. Well, about no, he tweeted something yesterday that oh. it basically wasn't incriminating either way. He just said, like, yes, I was let go from EA. I don't really have any more to comment at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but my assumption is that that's what George told Edmund. But then two sources told Kotaku that that isn't entirely true. Um, they did say that fans' indie values, meaning, like, I guess his attitudes towards games and the fact that he was so adverse to pay to win models, were incompatible with EA's corporate values. But ultimately, it seems like he was let go along with 50 other staff members at PopCap, the company, in August. So it was like part of a mass layoff, not something that was specific to this guy said this, let's fire him. Um, so then Alan Murray responded on Twitter with, wow, hey, Edmund McMillan. So uh, Alan Murray, sorry, is the guy who was the director, producer. Oh, he was the, the actual, the eventual producer of PVZ2. Okay. And he said, I was the producer, <laughs> it's written here. I was the producer of PVZ2 <laughs> and that story was not even close to the truth. It's a bummer that something false like this came out secondhand. I'm happy to chat offline. Since this has picked up some traction, I should state the facts that I know. I was the lead producer from January 12 to launch in July 13, about eight so months. Much George drama. was, yeah, I know. George was never involved during the time I worked on the project. He was working on a different game, uh, but it never launched. George was unfortunately part of the layoffs in August, but I know none of the details surrounding his departure. So it seems like he was potentially let go for, I don't know, issues with that studio. But at the same time, uh, people did verify that there were issues with his attitudes and EA's corporate attitudes of wanting to make Plants vs. Zombies a mobile pay-to-win game. So <laughs> it's kind of a multi-layered story that I don't think is that black and white. Um, I actually didn't end up playing Plants vs. Zombies 2. Yeah, neither did I. I, I really I'll bet one. you there's a little like kernel of truth in here somewhere. You well, know? I think both parts Like just the timelines, like where it says, like, so uh, the sources say to Kotaku that uh, – McMillan was laid off at the same time as 50 other staff members in August of 2012. And then in the tweets, uh, the producer says that George was unfortunately part of the layoffs in August of 2012. But I don't know the details surrounding his departure. But then in August of 2012, two months later, they did ultimately shift the whole company to a free-to-play mentality for mobile. Mm-hmm. Like, just the yeah. timing of that I is mean, like... Mm-hmm. And this is around the time we got Simpsons tapped out, which was the same thing. Yeah, yeah. and it is entirely possible that the people of PopCap all agreed with what George had to say, which was like, I don't want this game to be this. I don't want this thing that I created to be a huge franchise because he was like an indie developer who had made a really cool game before that. So it's like he could have had everyone agreeing with him and then that contributed to the layoff. But I mean, that was the thing is if you look back, like it's it's easy to poo-poo it just because a lot of people do that to mobile games. But like the original Plants vs. Zombies is a phenomenal game, game, like an absolutely incredible game. And then I loved it so much when it came out and then PVZ2 came out and it was totally a victim of the sort of free-to-play nonsense that you get with these games where it always felt like you were hitting a wall and that you had to either grind to get past it, wait to get past it, or pay to get past it. And I was just like, I would give you $10 if I could just have this. I feel like that almost goes back to the for kids thing. Like, is sure. it because it's a children's demographic that that's what they put in those games? And I'm like, telling that- you, it's just the same thing. It's like kids are getting so used to the whole freemium pay-to-play thing mm-hmm. that at this point it's like – Kids are going to be so desensitized by it. Games are just going to be that. Yeah. Well, like it's Weird. funny because this is now coming. This all happened about five years ago now. But like it's interesting considering the climate that we're in now, where we're seeing the practices that used to be employed strictly on mobile free to play games mm-hmm. entering the AAA space mm-hmm. and kind of in a big bad way, right? Like some of the biggest games in the world are free to play games and employ microtransactions as their main source of revenue. Yeah. And like the argument of whether it does it well or not isn't doesn't really factor in. It's the idea that like. There's probably a significant chunk of the audience to which these games are specifically marketed to that don't know the difference between 
spending time and spending money. And so they have the ability to spend all this money and potentially rack up some really bad habits and make the rich even richer. I mean there was a great Twitter thread by a developer on who has worked in free-to-play stuff talking about how the average game, if they have microtransactions or a free-to-play game, 2% of the players will spend actual money. And if you get 5%, then it's like a monumental success. 2% is considered a success. Yeah, yeah. Wow. which is nuts. Yeah, but it's I think that that 2% That's the whale mentality. Yeah. Like I remember having a conversation with my mom when she was playing Candy Crush where she wanted to she like was very against the idea that she should spend money and in that case I was like, "Well, okay, how long have you put into this game? Like how much time have you spent playing this game?" And it was something like 20 hours. It was like, "Maybe you should just buy one." Yeah. Like maybe at that point you should give them something. And she was like, "But but I don't want to. I don't want to spend the money because she's yeah. like, well, I mean, I'm so against it. Well, I, I am for the most part. Like literally the last add-on of any kind that I bought for a game was Bioshock Burial at Sea. I haven't bought anything since then. And like mm-hmm. that's inclu- that includes The Witcher. Like that's – I just won't do it anymore. And I mean that seems ridiculous though. Like that's just an entire giant chunk of new game. That's ostensibly a different game. Oh, well, I wouldn't consider – well, do you consider DLC a microtransaction? No. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's well, I don't either. It's I know for it's not, it's, it's not micro. <laughs> I know for macro fact, transaction. I know I mean, for a fact that I'm a victim of um, like, what is it like where you buy like cosmetics and stuff? Sure. Because mm-hmm. I've spent oh man, I spent a lot of money on Smite, mm-hmm. and like I love that game, and I have friends who play that game, so it's like I'm supporting like a game that I really do love, and like you know the people who work on it. So I'm okay with like having given all that money to them, but. God, I spent a lot of money. Can you imagine on what if Cuphead with microtransactions? Don't talk to me. What if you could buy like <laughs> instead of like cups and mugs, there were like vases or like martini glass man? I love vases. Mm. Vasman? No, don't talk like that. I, <laughs> I mean, I'd vape be- girl. Vape girl. <laughs> there's been there's been some situations where I can see myself spending money in a game that I really like if it goes to a good cause. Like so, for instance, Counter Strike stuff. I mentioned the skins can be pretty rare. I got a knife drop. Knives are very, knife. yeah, knife, no. knife, knife skins are very rare in, uh, in, uh, Counter-Strike. We and I sold it, vine. I sold it for $400. And, wow. but because you can't extract, uh, money from Steam, like it just exists in this, like, digital currency, you can't, like, you can buy games with it and stuff. It's in your Steam yeah. account, but you can't, like, go withdraw cash or anything. You have to spend it within the Steam ecosystem. And so I bought a different knife that I liked. And I can totally see why that would be a valuable purchase for people, especially I'm like totally not criticizing people who do that. I totally get it. I just yeah. stopped doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, same with you. It's like, again, anytime anyone is coercing me to do something I don't want to do, the, I do not. Like I'm that. trying to think. Again, I told my mom to do it. I just stopped doing I it. I only I think I've literally only spent money on one cosmetic thing ever in a game. I and it was the it, it was the Catherine yeah. skins for Persona 5. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Persona 5, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Andrew Garfield. accidentally <laughs> referred – Andrew, via text, accidentally referred to Andrew Garfield as Andrew Goldfarb in a text. And I was like, you called the actor your own oh, name. Funny. That's so funny. I sit it right now and he's going to – That's fine. Roll. He's now I feel less bad about every time that I point at anyone where he sits, I call them Andrew. Mm. Like it's it includes from anyone who sits in that corner, the newsboy corner at IGN, including Cisco, Andrew, and Jonathan – I just yell Andrew in that direction every time. Just and they like, all Andrew. look up and go, damn it. <laughs> like, again. Wait, but going, I, going back to this, like, plants and zombies thing, like, uh, like it's there's called just, plants versus zombies. I like plants and zombies better, actually. That's where Why they, can't we all just get along with <laughs> <laughs> the plants and zombies? But, like, I just, it's so, there's just, like, so much drama over this where it's like, yeah, he, he got let go and it's, like, we don't know the details sure. over it and something's just blowing up over something that, we don't know about. This is absolutely also blowing happened up. five years ago. Yeah, yeah this and is absolutely blowing. I would just like to say Kotaku is like the TMZ of our like video game industry, like drama a lot. Yeah, yeah. like let's, yes. let's everyone get gathers right around. In on that. It's Schreier and Kirk like <laughs> because, gathering around. It all. Because any time that there's like about like what is it? Uh, Big Sean sixty six, I think, who's talked about him being like a part of EA and Big Sean. That yeah, rapper? it was like some. Twitter. Oh, the dude who doesn't actually work for EA. Yeah, and yeah. Kotaku yeah. was the one who like dug it all up and everything like, I, like, I think oh. it's just like Shreya's favorite thing he's yeah. like let me get the details when like, you were talking about Big Sean I thought you were talking about the rapper Big yes. Sean oh but you weren't you no, were talking about Big Sean is not what if he what if what if he is working for EA? If Big Sean of good music is working for EA, that's possible. I don't know. I haven't, know. I haven't heard from him lately. Dr. Dre sits on the board at Apple. So yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Sound, yeah. When they yeah. bought Beats by Dre, he yeah. became an Apple executive. That's yeah. weird. He sits down this, like down the table from like Tim Cook and stuff. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop, Dogg Snoop Dogg's a level designer on Dawn of War. That's not true. 
Hey, fun fact, Snoop Dogg tried to get a visa to get into Australia and they wouldn't let him because of explicit drug use. They were like, you clearly do drugs. No. Dude, he so doesn't funny. do drugs. He does drug. He clearly does drug. Uh, but yes, this is definitely being spoken about right now because people are mad at EA. And I think it's yeah. like Edmund McMillan is probably just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm talking about it because that's what we're talking about anyway. And I understand that. And it's an interesting landscape. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I don't think that we'll ever get like the clear side of the story. So that's kind of what makes sense. Have we said who Edmund McMillan is? That the, he's the Meat Boy slash Binding of Isaac developer? Oh, yeah. Maybe. I knew. I was like, Isaac. I wonder if he was, was also the in same Indie McMillan. Game the movie. Yeah. He's one of the three. Yeah. Um, Which, if you haven't seen that, great movie about video games. Check it out. Yeah, I actually haven't seen it. It's really good. It's very good. I You'd know like what it's it. about, and I know almost everything that happened in it. I just but it's well it. shot, and it's got good. It's got a good score. By for, a long, for a long time, I wanted to make a video game documentary, and then I saw that and I was like, I can't anymore. Because that was done. the one. We call it triple. You can make triple A the movie, Dude. and everything would be embargoed. They just yeah. never tell you anything. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a movie about. Uh, right now, we're just walking on this platform. Yeah. Um, we don't have any plans at this time, or but we're excited pay, that you're interested. You have to pay $2.50 to unlock the first act. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> an, interesting, you want to, yeah. that's yeah. an interesting uh, – that's a good experiment. I'm sure Soderbergh will do something like that. <laughs> it's like pay to watch. Or yeah. um, so a cool thing that also happened this week is that The, the Witcher 3 is going to be running – well, it does run in, in 60 frames a second on Xbox One X, but it's also getting a 4K patch. So according to Eurogamer, The Witcher 3 shipped with an unlocked frame rate, allowing it to reach 60 frames a second uh, on Xbox One X. But the frame rate increase came with the cost of resolution, and the unpatched version meant The Witcher 3 was at 900p, which is not great. Um, so a later update boosted the resolution to 1080p, and the frame rate was locked at 30 frames a second. So a new 4K patch is now officially coming, with numerous visual tweaks such as higher quality shadows ambient occlusions and texture filtering as well as high resolution textures and an all-around performance boost was that was that your polish accent no that was yes. her uh announcer it sounded robotic i don't like it, it made me uncomfortable Thank you. i mean i think this is rad i actually played the witcher 3 entirely on pc and uh, i used a lot of mods and had like all these cool storm mods and just like weather dynamic mods and i feel like the version that i was playing modded now looks almost just as good on xbox one or will with the 4k patch like i think that's super cool i might try and play it again why don't you play blood and wine big yawn there sean it's been big a yawn 66 <laughs> yeah. so blood and wine i absolutely should <laughs> yeah like I, and then i have played that it's just that i didn't buy it so it's different but i i probably should buy that because like i'm down to oh CD Projekt. you meant that about okay about money you actually spent on okay, money gotcha. that i'm willing to spend gotcha yeah so wait, the new patch or the new on Xbox One, uh, on it Xbox will be One, sixty frames a second, X. 4K. Oh, okay, which is crazy. Yeah, like, well, I think that's super impressive. Un, no, unlocked potentially reaching up to sixty frames a second. There is no way potentially reaching. Like yes, I don't, we're not, not locked at, at yeah, we're not at a point with with consoles even with the Xbox One X that an open world game can run at yes. sixty. That's like, what that's, I was gonna say. Because like, if it was, that'd be very impressive. No, like, I had the idea that is I've, that this will be the closest to that that you can get. Yeah, sure. Is, I mean, that's that's sort of been that's been the promise of the Xbox One X, and honestly, what it's delivering right now is that it is the closest home console thing to ever rival like a high end PC. Right. Four K. 4K, 4K. Mm-hmm. So many Ks. That's all I remember. I mean, I would have... 4K, 4K. Wouldn't you have rather... Wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't you... Now I'm just talking philosophically. Wouldn't you rather have 4K locked 30 than 4K adaptive 30? I think or you, have, 60? you have the option to choose. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, yeah. yes, I would. But I like that a lot of these games have these various settings where it's like, which one do you want? Like that's what yeah. we saw that when the the PS4 Pro came out. That games like Rise of the Tomb Raider and uh, Neo had these really interesting settings where it's like, what do you prefer? What's mm-hmm. your playstyle? Do you want this locked? Yeah. Do you want this locked? Like, it's what's particularly appealing to, to me on a more superficial level that like we are seeing something that is pushing the hardware as far as it can go, mm-hmm. and the hardware just has to keep up at this point. Like, mm-hmm. if The Witcher Three could function at locked sixty four K. Like we would see almost what that will look like, and this is like encouragement for consoles to keep up with that. Yeah. Yep. I just think that's cool. It's also really interesting at how, which is two and a half years old at this point, how these games, like the the untapped potential of how good they look, were sort of they were held prisoner to the the original Absolutely. Xbox and the I mean, PS4. That's been the PC argument for the longest yeah. time is that AAA games are held back by consoles because they have to be made for consoles, mm-hmm. and that like screws over the PC market. Yeah. I totally understand that argument. Which makes sense just because PC can – the PC is evolving on a literal daily basis whereas these consoles – I mean up until now it was every six years or every five years and now it's seemingly every two and a half, every three years. Yeah, it's exciting for, for tech stuff. But I would – yeah, that's tech what I was going to say. The big caveat there is that? like – exciting for tech stuff? Not if you were going to say that, you should both be fired because those aren't good words say, for the journals. I was going to say you – not that you took the words out of my mouth but you hit the point that I was about to make which is that like – 
yeah, on the technology side, it's really exciting. And that might be where the bottleneck is for PC, that they're kind of hamstrung by games that have to be developed for console as well. So they have to fit both platforms technologically. But, like, I don't know. I mean, what was the last game you played and loved and enjoyed because of the tech? Like, I can't literally think of one. I mean, like, does it matter to you that wall. does it matter to you that Super Mario Galaxy Two is 480p versus like 720 or 1080? No, because well, it's an amazing game. No, I I, art, I right? think it like depends on the game. Like in terms of 60 or 30, I think that I would prefer to play it in 30. So that's <laughs> but that's the preference. But like, are we not I, talking about Witcher specifically? Right. Yeah. But like, there are definitely experiences that are enhanced by how beautiful sure. something is. And an example of that is something that I want to talk about is La Noire because of mm. the motion capture. I, I was just playing that last week on the Switch, and I'm still amazed by it. Like because of that motion scan tech, that game. Like playing it now, and it's what six years old. I was still like, holy crap! It, like it, that absolutely. Like, and that's just something I played last week. Like, I definitely think tech can be impressive, but I don't think that it has to be. Like, I don't think that it is important. I don't think a good game needs good tech behind it but i do think it can make a game better it is mm-hmm. technologically beautiful like la noir is because when i was looking at it yesterday to d- help with the review mm-hmm. um i was playing it and even on the switch you can just see like the defining features it's on crazy. the characters and what it reminds me of is call of duty world war Two, where when i started playing it i was just so shocked and baffled by how like incredible the like motion capture sure. all of the like mocap was like that was done for it yeah so i mean with the witcher uh like it's good uh, witcher 3 i'm excited to like see how much it pushes the xbox one x how it looks different or how it'll look different from like old xbox to what we have now mm-hmm. yeah totally which is that's like what yeah. i'm excited about i like I totally get i don't think mario is like held back because it yeah, I mean, that's it, that's the only point I'm making. Mm-hmm. There are totally examples of where game design meets great storytelling, meets great uh, technological deployment, like Half-Life 2, right, is a great example of a game that came out for PC that could have only been done at the time on PC, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I'm just saying the examples are few and far between, so I find it to be a dubious claim that PC games are held back by console. I don't think that's yeah. really the case. I mean, th- no, no, I mean, that is literally how it works, though. Like that's not a lot. I mean, they are technologically held technologically. back. They're not ideologically held back. I don't no, think. I don't think there are design decisions that can't be done on consoles that can be. Well, no. Well, I don't think there are technological like- design decisions. There are certain things like Doki Doki Literature Club, hey. uh, which is a PC game. And when I started playing it, I was like, "Why? I wish this was on mobile." Um, wait, and so. I guess to back up real quick, it's a, it's a free game that you can download on Steam called Doki Doki Literature Club. And it very much, the, the opening 45 minutes very much plays out like a very standard, uh, Japanese visual novel dating sim. If you like romance, you'll love Doki Doki Literature Club. But then if you don't like romance. me, it starts to, about 45 like minutes romance. in, it becomes, <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm a big, I'm a big sappy romantic comedy idiot. Uh, but then it becomes something else entirely and it very much can only exist on PC. This is not a game in its current form that could exist on consoles. Yep, impossible. So speaking of, like, things being technologically held back, like, I would think that they can, like, the amount of uh, things that can appear on screen or destructible environments is things that technically only hardware might be able to handle. And that's an example (laughs) of something that could be held back. But to what end, right? Like, does it really help you immersed in the world when you can see, like, 0.5 miles further in the distance in Witcher? Like, I would make the argument no. I mean, we also have, you know, when console games have tried, I don't know, this, this was a lot of the conversation we had around Crackdown 3. And around how it needs the power of the cloud and this could only work here because we're, we're using the power of the cloud and, and buildings will break apart and you and your friends will roam around the city and everything will be destructible and everything will remain. And, uh, you know what game still isn't out? You know what game we really haven't seen from in a long time? Oh, and I, when we did see it, it didn't look great. I 100% think that the reason Crackdown was delayed was because the, the tech is, is hard. <laughs> like they are having a lot of trouble making that game work for all the stuff that they promised. Yeah on what it needs to work on. And but the promise of it is really cool. If I mean, like I function, said, yeah. I, I, I kind of don't like to paint myself as like a technology hater or a Luddite, but like I just, you know, I don't, I think there's a, I think there's an overemphasis placed on power and technology that doesn't necessarily translate 100% to good games. No, I agree. Yeah. That's all. And I think I it like depends on everyone's preference of what they want to. Like some yeah, I mean, some people, people like to play great. Crisis because it looks good, even if it's a shitty shooter. I liked Crisis Sorry. 3 a lot. I bring it up in conversation a lot because I feel like the only person on the wall who liked that game. You bring it up in conversation. You might be. <laughs> you know that that uh, tweet thread that Mitch and I had of just like play this game, play this yeah. game. I'm pretty sure it died because I said play Crisis Three. <laughs> he was like, "What? No, don't play that." Well, I really <laughs> like that game. Uh, so maybe you should bring up Crisis Three less. 
Or if you want to like yeah. end a conversation with somebody, be like, hey, have you, hey, you heard about Crisis, Crisis 3? 3? Have you heard about our Lord and Savior Crisis 3? <laughs> that's how you That's how you break up with someone? Do you want to talk about Crisis 3? Like, I think it's time we went our separate ways. But I did want to talk about L.A. Noir being on Xbox. Um, I played it on the Switch for our review and then played a tiny bit on Xbox One. And we've also played, the two of us played Sims 4 on console as well. <laughs> so there's a bunch of like games that are coming to consoles now, which is exciting. Um, L.A. Noir. Incredible game. I love L.A. Noir bits. I think it's so impressive. I think that facial technology still makes it incredibly impressive. Just like it basically bankrupted that studio. Like it's just so effective. Team Bondi. Team Bondi. Bondi. B-O-N-D-I. In fact, it's largely developed in Australia. Yeah. Um, Is that why I went under? Down under. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that was very sad. And they had very oh. terrible work conditions, apparently. Like, that yeah. seemed like it was a disaster to make. But And then they were like, you're going to make a game called The Horror of the Orient. And also, we're going to shut down your studio. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That was a thing. Uh, but, yeah, it still plays great. Um, I had some major frame rate issues on the Switch that I didn't have when I played the Xbox One. But I didn't play it for quite as long. Um, but I did. That's the sole reason I played it was, like, I wanted to check if those frame rate problems were still there. And they yeah. weren't. So Or not as much. And draw distance... Seemed basically the same as the Switch, but um, yeah, the open world is super weird playing it in 2017 because it's so empty. There's just yeah. nothing really. There's yeah. cars driving around and there's people, but it's big and there's nothing to do. And driving isn't particularly fun, so that's still a flaw. But when you're actually like solving crimes and and interviewing people, like it's awesome. And they also have you guys seen the memes about the what, what was it originally? It was like agree. Or it was it was trust doubt. And then accuse mm-hmm. were the three options that you had for interrogating people in oh, LA good Noir. cop, bad cop. It's accuse. been changed to good cop, bad cop, uh, <laughs> accuse. And That's basically the, the problem originally, which is really funny, is that you'd say doubt. Like someone would say something and you'd be like, oh, I think they might be lying. And you'd say doubt. And then he would yell at them. Be like, how dare you lie to me? I was like, I just yeah, wanted to I doubt him. said that I was <laughs> like, oh. incredulous. So uh, changing it to bad cop makes a lot more sense in that context, but it's still not quite right because basically the options are you say that you think someone is telling the truth, you say that you think someone is lying, but they're not necessarily guilty of a crime. They just know more than they're telling you or you accuse them. And when you accuse them, you have to provide proof that like you have a reason to accuse them. And you have to yell objection. Yep. Objection! <laughs> I know you did it. <laughs> uh, so that that system is like, it's better than it was, but it's still not quite right. I feel like it's just too many words to be like, you think this person is lying and you want more information from them. Yeah. Like, it's just such a weird prompt. It, I mean, it was such, that was such an ambitious game for six years ago and it's still an ambitious game. Like no one's oh, yeah. really tried to do a thing. Murdered Soul Suspect did. That wasn't very good though. Kind of. I was fine with that. Um, it was just like a, the, the hottest 5-5. Five five. For whatever reason, I feel like. I'm glad that I played that game. Mm-hmm. Like you and I have spoken yeah. about it accidentally a bunch of times. Like Murdered Soul Suspect is probably really cheap now, and it's basically a horror game where you solve your own own murder. It's not as cool as it sounds, and it has a bunch of gameplay problems. But I feel it richer. Sounds really cool. I, th- yeah. Yeah, I, I remember it might be you good. that I was trying to sell you had on this. It. Yeah. Who had this thing where I was like, I had this great idea for a movie. Oh where yeah, you're a cop who investigates his own murder, and you're like, that's, that's literally a video what that game, game is. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> no. no! Yeah. <laughs> My um, million dollar idea. But I, I so often compare things to that game that I feel like playing it was a good experience for me. Oh, totally. And so in that, I want to recommend people play it. Um, and that has, it has some interesting mechanics. Well, and again, it's like a thing that not a lot of people do. So like, yeah. if someone made a, a banger game afterwards where you're a ghost and you solved your own death and it was a, a nine out of ten, no one would ever talk about Murdered Soul Suspect. The fact that no one's really tried to do that yet, it's yeah. like, well, you're still the one I think of. Yeah. And even the possession stuff, like you're yeah. trying, you're a ghost trying to interact with the Oh, there's those Spookus Dementors after you? Yes. Yeah, I don't Those like were that, man. one of my least favorite parts of yeah. actually. But it's too scary? Yeah. Well, no, they got too easy to... Yeah, I thought predict. it was too scary, too. It was really scary at the start. And then you get used to them. Anyway, this I is not... play it. Murdered Soul Suspect cost. Well, it's probably very cheap. Like, Yay! I imagine it's super cheap now, so... Maybe it's cheaper on Black Friday. Yeah. Probably. Hey. One time I was on a PAX panel and I uh, called out the scary parts for not being scary because they were predictable. And then I was on that same panel, the next PAX, and one of the designers was on it. And I made a comment that was like, yeah, I like that game. And she was like, actually, no, you didn't. On this panel, like in front of a room of people. And I was like, she was like, I was in the audience last time when you were talking about Oof. it. It's like, oh boy. <laughs> like, I liked it. It just, the, the scary parts were dumb. But anyway, <laughs> I have a, yeah, I have a couple of stories. Uh, that that brought a couple of stories, man. You have similar things. Uh, to that? Yeah, I don't want to say. Them. All right, that's fine. We'll talk about those. Um, yeah, I, I think this game's awesome. If you haven't played it, it's totally worth checking out. Some parts of like approaching missions are still like a little repetitive, but then a really interesting thing happens, and, and it just brings you right back in. So I love it. Um, 
And I gave it an 8 on the Switch, but that score is really for the Switch, which is a weird thing that we do now is review things for the Switch because people care about it so much. So yeah. The, Switch the touchscreen is weird on the Switch, I think. I think it's cool that they had it. Ugh. I never want to use it ever again. Yeah. I mean... Separate podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy that it's on the Xbox One X. Everyone keep in mind, though, you can't really run over people on this game. That's a good thing to the remind re- people of yeah, it. Thank you. The reason why is because I tried yesterday. And it's like, you're a cop. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but sometimes, I mean, good cop, bad cop. I know. I mean, the, first, cop, the yeah. first person to ever be ran over by a car was in 1967. So this is just historically correct. <laughs> it was no. me. It was you in 1967. Not, How not, old are you? <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm 25. <laughs> so we also got the Sims 4 on console. I didn't like that. You looked frustrated. You looked exacerbated. I'm getting all sorts of cool texts. I'm going to put this away. Get off your phone. What are you doing? I'm getting cool texts. You wouldn't texts. do this if Ryan was hosting. This is I would. I'd be a full seat down. He wouldn't. No. You'd be no, talking I about. wouldn't be. Oh, yeah, he'd be talking about. He'd be talking about like baseball be or something or like dogs or. Well, one of you would have or to Tesla. Be Howard Stern. <laughs> Electric cars. Yeah. Um, Pizza. Anyway, so The Sims 4. Lactose intolerance. Remember that time we just spoke about nuggets for all week? Yeah, people <laughs> seem to YouTube comments were really mad, but the tweets were all so positive. People were like, this, this episode was my favorite. This Is any Are any other big YouTubers going to send you food during this episode? Because I'm very hungry. Mm, I should see what I can do. Hey, I Boogie. Anyone else has used me. <laughs> hey, Boogie, can we get <laughs> corn dogs? Man, I feel like so if, Sims 4. I feel like if I tweeted at him and asked for corn dogs, he would do it. Bo- I've never met Boogie, but I He's feel like he would be. Is he like Jared? Sims 4. He's like Jared. Okay. Anyway, like too Lily, good for this world. <laughs> we need an adult. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly, the best way to rent or buy your favorite games. It's gotten increasingly difficult to try games before you buy them, but Gamefly lets you take your pick from a library of over 9,000 titles, including the biggest new releases like Assassin's Creed Origins, Call of Duty World War II, NBA 2K18, Madden 18, and many, many more. Gamefly will ship these games to you, and you can keep them as long as you want. There are no late fees or due dates, and shipping is always free. This breaks down to as little as 54 cents a day, which is a lot cheaper than dropping 60 bucks on a brand new game that you can't even stand playing. Plus, you don't even have to leave the house. Oh, and they even rent movies. Normally, a Gamefly trial only lets you check out one game at a time, but if you head to Gamefly.com slash locked, you can sign up for a free premium 30-day trial that lets you check out two games or movies at a time. Try it today at Gamefly.com slash locked. Hey, guys. <laughs> Sims 4 is available on console. I played this at a preview event at EA like two months ago and actually decided not to write the preview because it was so janky. Um, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on this because I know that like the unlocked audience and the Sims audience don't necessarily overlap. Like there are Sims YouTubers who have millions of subscribers and just do Sims content. And like there are people who just play the Sims and do nothing else. It's fascinating. But um, the system is a little weird <laughs> in that you can't just move around freely with the controller to actually interact with the menu you have to press the back button and then like d-pad across every single option which is really weird i don't know why they didn't just make it a pointer because it it basically means it's much slower and there's a two-step process to everything which i find really frustrating um the creator sim is way way better uh now that it's out than it was when i played it on launch but the, the most important thing about this is that this is basically a direct port they did everything that they possibly could to uh keep it like fully accurate to the uh, PC version, including DLC content and everything. So I think that that's awesome. It's like a really great way to handle this and a thing that EA did seemingly right. We're going to, you know, talk crap about them a lot. Then we should also talk about positive things. So, yeah, they did a good A way out looks cool. A way out does does look look cool. cool. Where's that? I'm excited. I mean, we haven't really had any big shows. Maybe PSX. Maybe. maybe. EA traditionally have a presence at at PSX. It's hard to say because PSX is so sh- sh- short running. Like yeah, yeah. Four years? I'm, I'm assuming Battlefront's gonna be there because they have like the Battlefront Last Jedi DLC because they have a mm-hmm. marketing partnership with them. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We'll probably learn more about that. Well, well, there was some news about that today, I think. But all of uh, Battlefront 2's DLC is free, also, so that's a thing. Um, you did it, guys. I don't know about the Sims. I mean, I get why people are into it, but just like I don't know. Dude, you can make them bang, and then you can drown them in a pool by removing the ladder. All things you can do by going outside. Maybe what? don't you? Maybe you don't what? want to drown yourself in a pool, but how do you go outside and make them bang? You can't go up to two people and no. be like, "Hey, Marty, what if you guys bang?" You, you are the one banging. By I am outside. the them. You pool. are one of the consensual parties. <laughs> oh, like this. This is Sims Four. Right. Also, say, why simulate? Also, real, real talk. You just if you put me life. in a swimming pool and you remove the ladder, I'll just climb out. I'm not going to drown <laughs> to death. Although, if you uh, enter a room and then you remove the door, I will defecate in the corner and go crazy. <laughs> 
Could you imagine if you entered a room and then you turned around and the door was gone? Yeah, that would be terrifying. That would be insane. Yeah, I flew at Silent Hill PT. Like, I, that, that's scary stuff. Yeah. Well, okay, well, brag about it because I don't have that anymore. Uh, that's not – don't – that's oh. like – stop it. Sorry. <laughs> um, a lot of scoff is my favorite thing. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to start making fun of things you don't have. <laughs> okay. Well, we have 10th anniversaries this week. Mass Effect 10th anniversary, Assassin's Creed, and Rock Band. Two that was a, great. That was a hell of a week. Yeah, dude. Also, oh, it's like what lost. Also, Mango that was. same week was Uncharted. Also, How? I'm confused. Like, weren't we all tweeting about like Happy 10th anniversary Mass Effect like last week or two weeks ago? Are we, uh, am Marty I just confused? Just I think I know oh, exactly. Seven day. That's and the seven day. Oh, they were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, the tenth, yeah. the tenth yeah. anniversary video. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Um, this was the actual tenth anniversary. I still weekend. think yeah. that Mass Effect has like the first one, especially has one of my favorite video game stories ever. Um, Ashley, yeah. sorry. Mass Effect, the first one, Ashley, is one sorry. of my all-time favorite games. It's incredible. Yeah, I think Mass like, Effect I think it's one of the best video games. Very good as well. I agree that Mass Effect is one of the best games. And not even just like a lot of people hate on that statement because they think like you know oh well it's got this buggy inventory system and. Like when buggy, they, it was just garbage. Yeah. I mean, the, the gameplay was kind of garbage, too. Like, shooting and, like, the cover system and all that stuff was not... Nothing yeah, like, is perfect. No, no, no. no. But I what say... What does well, it does so Exactly. Well. Like, based on the strength of the characters in the story, I'd still say it's one of the best I mean, that's a... Like, that's sort of a Bioware game in a nutshell. Like, when you think about Knights of the Old Republic, you think about the characters and the story and the decisions you make. You don't think about... The systems. The, 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 system, it's, the yeah. inventory. Yeah. The or, technology. like, in the combat's bad. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It's just interesting looking at these three games and like they were when they launched, they were three of the biggest things in the world. Like Rock Command especially, because well, this was right. Creed, not so much. Um the first, yeah, the first one, yeah. I, it was the second one that like Absolutely. the second one is that Rodney like Rodney. prime example of a sequel iterating on the first one, doing everything better and cementing Absolutely. it as whereas like people debate over Mass Effect One or Mass Effect Two, whereas like it seems like a vast majority of people would never debate over AC one and AC. Assassin's Creed one was really repetitive. Sure. But uh it had I think it had the coolest sci fi story. The Desmond stuff in yeah. the first one was the best and like I loved all that stuff. It was Uncharted Waters too. Damn it, Alana. Sorry. Um, 07 was a good year. Yeah, but it's it's worth... I make the argument that it was the best year for video game releases ever. I've seen someone else say that, and I think that this year might win. No. What are you talking Wait, about? This year's, this year's a banger. 2017 is a I'm not good saying it's not, but there's just no way it's better than 2017. Mario, Zelda, Persona, Horizon, Nier, Hellblade? Nier. Halo 3, Super Mario Galaxy, uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, okay, Odyssey is better Assassin's than... Assassin's Creed's not a good game. I think Odyssey is better than uh, Mario Galaxy, Creed, and I think yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins is definitely better than Assassin's Creed. Strongly agree. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Uh, we got a Call of Duty World War 2. I already say Halo 3. You can't just cut... Halo Orange. Is also good. You can't swear to Orange make, Box. Orange Box doesn't count because that's several yeah, games in one. Orange Box doesn't count. What do you mean it doesn't Well, count. you haven't played Doki Doki Literature Club yet. Hey. <laughs> Did that come out this year? <laughs> yeah, well, no, we're nominated for things. 2017 is really good. I like how I'm arguing. Yeah, 2007 is amazing. It's just no. It's just like how uh, Assassin's Creed 2 iterated on Assassin's Creed 1. 2017 iterated on 2007. Just made it better in every I way, prefer, shape, or form. I prefer oh, originality. Over but also, 2007 was really good for movies with The Departed and There Will Be Blood. And so true. Uh, oh, seven um, was really good. Yeah, The Fountain. I'll never forget 2007 when at the Oscars they were like. Hey, so this is a great Oscars, but we are messed up because of the departed, <laughs> oh, yeah. all, all the blood and everything. I yeah. just remember going, haha, yeah. Good times. Good times. We are. Now we have yeah. a whole different set of problems. Also, we didn't talk about Rock Band at all. It's crazy to me that that's 10 years old. Well, it's because we're missing Ryan. Ryan is a big Rock Band guy. I like, I like Rock Band. Tire a lot. So yeah. I like the original, like, rock band I think group. the original Rock Band is when this, because again, if you're, if you're younger and you don't remember this, like, instrument games were one of the biggest things like if you think about how people are talking about PUBG this year like instrument games I think were even bigger than that like I think it became a cult like and 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 it extended past video games Mm -hmm. like these were things that everyone I knew in college these were staples at college parties Mm -hmm. like these were things that everyone played this almost wasn't a video game I mean I loved Guitar Hero Um, and uh, you know Rock Band was in my like the zenith of that and that's where they got the best licenses and and they did the full four player band thing Um, and then the bubble sort of burst on that and we got like Green Day Guitar Hero and Van Halen yeah in like a big bad way too. Like it's crazy that it cratered as hard as it did. Yeah, the exact like, same thing happened with Toy Story. Everything in pop yeah. culture is cyclical, right? It waxes and wanes. But I don't know that I've ever seen something like rise so high and then crater so fast. Yeah, like right after. <laughs> it's I mean, the they, exact same system as microtransactions. It was just that they were doing it with physical hardware. And I mm. think like literally the same oh, thing yeah. happened with Toys to Life, and it was super successful mm-hmm. and then crashed. 
Yeah. It's like that's the way that trends work and we live in – or we, we work in such a fast-paced industry that they don't think that far ahead. And they're like, yeah, let's just keep doing it until it doesn't work anymore. I mean it's insane to think there was a Beatles rock band game. Yeah. They got the Beatles license. The Beatles were at E3. Well, the remaining non-dead ones were at E3. Like that's insane. Even the yeah. ones that are holographic. The hol- <laughs> the go- and the ghost of the uh, one a ghost of one beetle came with every copy of uh, Beetle Rockman. So it didn't sell that well. Like I mean, that? so they had two. Yeah, you had Ringo and George, <laughs> not Ringo, George Harrison and well, John and Lennon, and that was the death of rock band. Well, and the first Paul McCartney because there was a the second one. He's Paul McCartney CEO, died. So. Yeah, he's still. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a good week, and th- this week uh, the only video game release that Marty found was Telltale Batman episode three, the anime within. So I don't know. It's possible I that there's it. more. But it's hard to do the research. I don't know where Ryan gets I these. I don't know where I think gets Ryan gets an email. I have a feeling Ryan gets an email. Major Nelson just emails him? Yeah. Like, hey, or he gets a DM, a direct message. What was that? For those flirts? No, that's the way Major Nelson sounds. Got, got hot scoops for you, bro. Okay. So I don't know why you did that. That was like Taika Waititi. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. you got like so this. many good games coming out. And, uh, You've never met Major Nelson, have you? I actually have met Major <laughs> Nelson. And I, I'm sure he doesn't sound like that. Very nice man. Yeah. He had to cut our conversation short because he had to go judge a children's Minecraft competition, which I thought was very sweet. That was pretty cute. That's that adorable. Great. Yeah. I, that's also my excuse when I want to get out of a conversation. And then I just go to, <laughs> and then I go to the other side of the bar. <laughs> They're like, he clearly didn't leave. He's not judging. We're in a bar. There's it's no on mobile. It's fine. <laughs> um, but we do have a bunch of Black Friday Xbox deals. So I, I listed these. Uh, obviously, uh, there's Black Friday deals at Best Buy and, and Walmart and Target and all that. Uh, these are the ones that are – there's a ton of games that you can just download. And if you have Xbox Live Gold, they're even cheaper. And I just listed some of the uh, best ones or some of the ones I think that we would personally probably recommend on here. Mm-hmm. All right. Lily, do you want to take us through the list? Sure. Uh, we've got Assassin's Creed Oranges, 41. Oranges? Nine, or, or, it's a hard one to say. It's fine. We called it Oranges in the last Oranges? <laughs> yeah. Origins. Forty-one ninety-nine with gold, regular fifty-nine ninety-nine. That's a good deal. That's one of the best games of the year, and it's and it's tw- it's twenty dollars off. Uh, Destiny two thirty-eight ninety-nine with gold, regular fifty-nine ninety-nine. That's a good like deal. Probably That's just say what the what the prices are. The regular is is mostly sixty. <laughs> Destiny two game plus expansion pass bundle sixty-seven forty-nine with gold. Are you still are you still playing Destiny? Do you care about no. that anymore? Exactly. What we're really playing? salty about it. You should listen to this week's fire team chat. Wait. Bungie's been kind of all the Destiny boys. The community is uh, oh, what are you? Why? <laughs> what? Why? It was open, and I did not think that it was. Oh, none of it got on me magically. Yeah, it's all on the table. Here, I got a piece of paper. <laughs> a lot oh, of just hey, This is drink. why you should uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com/slash/ign/beyond/lock. <laughs> and I also said beyond. <laughs> what do you? Uh, this is why you shouldn't bring uncapped chocolate milk into the I studio. What it, what it even is? Really yeah, is well. that chocolate milk? Uh, no, it's chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. Well, now everything is going to smell like chocolate. Um, now the time chocolate wines. <laughs> yeah. So, if you're, why are you salty? Well, I don't want to get too much into it because otherwise I'll just rant about it. But just like yeah, the just long and away. the long and short of it is that like uh, people have kind of hit the end game in mm-hmm. Destiny Two, like the most dedicated players, and have found that it is severely lacking. Mm. So the end game is not very engaging, and it doesn't seem like Bungie is all that. Uh, like, like they're not re- they're not really rushing to fix well, it. That's yeah. because they don't have any competition. There yeah, isn't, yep. Destiny so badly needs Anthem. It needs competition yeah. so bad. So and so we had, you know, we recorded Fireteam Chat today because the Bungie had a live stream. Uh, they have three live streams detailing just like what's coming up in Curse of Osiris, which is the first expansion, which releases in December. And uh, essentially, you know, the live stream was kind of a big letdown. Letdown. So on Fireteam Chat. All four of us sat around the table, kind of airing out our grievances. It was real mm-hmm. salty. Yeah, anyway, well, Destiny Two, thirty eight ninety nine, and yeah. then the game yeah. expansion pass bundle is sixty seven. Hey, as someone who didn't play Destiny One and got hooked for a week and a half in a Destiny Two, I thought it was great. I mean, it is. <laughs> I had a great time. It is great. And then I just left the game, and I'm like, all right, you, we had a great time. It was like, like, Hi. it's like a vacation fling, mm. and we'll always have the vacation, which was that week and a half I spent we'll in my bed. Have Paris. We'll always have what's his Ogden. What was the name of the dude from the No, what was the name of the dude from the the, the raid? Ogden? Who's the man I killed? What? Who's the bad guy in the raid? The raid, the movie? No, the the raid, the thing in the game. Just do the next one. Oh, yeah, in we've Destiny. Got this. Yeah, what's his name? Ogden. All right, oh, so God. South Park, no, the yeah. fractured Fuck butt hole <laughs> is forty nineteen with gold. Uh, also, 
I actually like that price because I haven't bought it yet. So I'm excited to get it. It's really good. And it's, it's, it's longer than you would expect, which is, that's a good thing if you like long. It's a bad thing if you don't like long. Um, the evil within two is $30 with gold. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus is 30 with gold. Oh buy my it, god. Buy it, buy it, buy I finished it yeah. this weekend. I killed <laughs> so many Nazis. Game. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Sean, why aren't you playing it? Stop playing well, Counter Strike. I'm going to get it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, so now, now good. Can get it, it is so good. I want to see if I can't snag me a code, but we'll see. Just, oh my god, just steal it from the store. You have my permission. <laughs> don't do that. Don't yeah, steal no, it from a store. You can't endorse that. Unless it's a mom and pop store. It's thirty dollars with gold. You can afford it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Battlefield One Revolution is thirty with gold. Dishonored Two is twenty with gold. <gasps> buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy Don't it. Buy it. Wolfenstein first though. Dishonored Death of the Outsider is fifteen with gold. Which I don't know what that is. What is that? That's the uh, expansion. It's the standalone expansion, right? Yeah. For, yeah. for, the for Dishonored Two. Dishonored, no, for no, Dishonored Two. It's the thing that came out a couple months ago. It came out like Ooh. September. Okay. Uh, Gears of War 4 is $19.99 with gold. That game is so good. and I, I'd be I, surprised if we had to tell you to buy it. Well, and I played it the other day on Xbox One X, and man, that game's pretty. Yeah, that game holds gorgeous. up perfectly. Good game. Uh, I'm, I, I own it, and I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> glowing review from Lily. Oh, Here I, I am, and I like it. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5, 30 with gold. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Buy it. Does everyone not already own that? I don't. I haven't still I haven't played it. Oh, that's right. You still haven't played it. You don't either? We're the two people in the world. I have three copies have of that game. That seems excessive. Why do you yeah. have that many copies? Well, because it came out, the, like, I had it on Xbox 360, and then I bought it on Xbox One, and then I bought it on PS4 as well. I got a Charlie Hurst during the show. That's why I'm doing weird things why? with my leg. Why would you buy it on PS4 as well? Oh, so basically, your friends have, on that platform exactly, that you don't have on exactly okay. Australians. In my experience, my Australian group of friends mostly plays on Xbox One, so I have that for them. And then for US friends, I have a PS4. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, Overwatch thirty with gold, Prey twenty with gold, Resident Evil Seven Biohazard thirty with gold. It should be it's worth thirty. You should be able to game. spend twenty dollars and just get the first two thirds. Yeah, that that's where the it, thing is. That game yeah. is excellent, and one hundred percent would have been like. One of my games of the year. If the last two hours weren't, yeah, you start fighting. You have to fight all these mudmen on a boat, and it sucks. Hmm. It makes you run the gauntlet, and mudmen. it's kind of boring and not cut that. Mudmen. Lily, get your head out of here. <laughs> Rocket League is ten dollars with gold, and The Witcher Three Wild Hunt Complete Edition is twenty with gold, I also still which is amazing. I still haven't played Witcher. Very much either. aggressively I'm should play The Witcher. Intimidated by a two hundred hour RPG. Well, you don't have to play it for that long. That's like saying Skyrim is 500 hours because there's never-ending quests, so you don't have to play it for 500 hours. Thanks, Solana. I just wish I just want my RPGs all set in Tokyo, like in Persona, like in Sleeping Dogs, or in Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs is also good. I love that's Sleeping Tokyo, Dogs. right? No, it's no, Hong, Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. God, I'm a bad Asian. <laughs> Whereas Solana and I are great Asians. Thank you. I'm not even practicing. <laughs> well, neither are we, Lily. That's yeah. That's Wait. The joke. What? <laughs> you didn't know? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. I don't know. Don't assume. Well, those are your Black Friday Xbox deals. Thank you. You nailed it. Despite what are you going to get? Sound off yeah. in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share. Oh, I look what Jake know. Paul's doing. I don't even. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Please don't. That like guy does not. Went, that guy does not need any more fame. Oh, that terrible. I think he's great. We're getting him on up at noon. All right. Are we really? No. no. Okay. I don't even know who he is. Oh, boy. I saw a picture of him and he looked uh, like I wanted to hit him. Yeah, yeah. that's about right. Yeah. Uh, John, I, what are you working on? Oh, man. So I am three episodes through uh, a sponsored series on IGN called IGN Spotlight where we talk to interesting creators about the cool stuff that they're doing. We profiled some really interesting people like Francis Manipal, who is a DC Comics writer and artist. He drew like The Flash and Batman and Superman and cool. uh, is now working on this new comic called Broken Hollow, which is an independent and like news story from him. Uh, it's really cool. So if you're into that kind of thing, if you're a creative person or like exploring new creative endeavors, that's a great way to do it. The series is really good too. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I think, it worked, I think uh, it's really, it's beautifully shot. And I think like the stories that are told are just like right at my alley. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the new stuff that I'm working on, uh, over on the sponsored side. And then, uh, Alana and I are working on something that is not yet out. So I can't say specifically, but it is a cosplay thing. It will be out at a certain point. Very soon. Yes. <laughs> it should be cool. Yeah. yeah. You can cosplay as Wolfenstein. Yeah, I'm cosplaying as Frau the Engel? hero Wolfenstein. 
Yeah. Frau Engel. The wolf. You know who I would never the wolf want to cosplay as? That monster. Why? She's Which got one? a cut. Who? Frau Engel from Wolfenstein. She's a bad mom. <sighs> She's just terrible. <laughs> just awful. But also a very interesting character. And you cosplay as Terra Billy? I'd love Gender to. Gender bent I've actually thought about cosplaying as Terra Billy. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Wolfenstein 2. Oh my god, when you go to Venus. Oh, it's so good. That's kind of a spoiler. Shut it. Shut, shut, Venus is just a planet. It. Maybe I was talking about Destiny 2. Do you go to Venus in that game? Yeah. Totally. Boom. Crushed it. It's I've spent Destiny. so much time in that game and I don't remember anything Saved. from it. Anyway, the- Marty, what are you working on? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what I'm... Uh, I'm helping uh, all of our Game of the Year stuff. So we are locking down the nominees for like a million different categories for Game of the Year, uh, Movie of the Year stuff, TV Show of the Year. Um, and so all of those nominees, I believe, are going out at the beginning of December. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, we've had a lot, of- a lot of... Movie of the Year, Spider-Man fighting. Homecoming? I believe it's in the short list of nominees. The t- uh, tough thing about movie is we have a bunch of question marks on things that we might have to add late because not enough of us have seen The Shape of Water and Coco's yeah. not out yet and Watch Star that. Wars. Yeah, Star well, Wars clearly comes out in a month. Yeah, I mean, let's just give it to the biggest movie of the year, right? To what? Best movie of the year. What's the best movie? I'm just saying, let's give it to the biggest movie of the year. I don't want to give it to the biggest movie of the year. I want I want the big six <laughs> and get out to we win. gave it to Rogue One. No, yeah, I did. Like, kind of insane to me. Strongly just I'm okay with that one. Lala Land came out last it. year. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> she has an excuse. Why do you have an excuse? Oh, because you worked on it. Worked on yeah. That's yeah. biased. Yeah, absolutely, that's biased. But it I get paid it. my paycheck. <laughs> I don't know. What he I don't remember. Oh, I think Lost You for me was Arrival. I liked Arrival. Is your, this year would be Get Out. Is your TV show of the year the IGN show since you worked on it? God no. <laughs> <laughs> It goes, uh, it, it goes, uh, the IGN show and then, uh, leftovers and <laughs> then Handmaid's Tale. Can we know when at the IGN show? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. No. Uh, uh but yeah, I'm helping out with a lot of that. Yeah, it's a, it's a big task and yeah, it's exciting and we take it pretty seriously. So that, that'll be cool when we get to announce those. Mm-hmm. How about you, Lily? What are you working on? Um, I'm now working on a Cuphead animation feature. Yes. So I'm That's really cool. excited to get started on that. I'm going to look at the statistics and all of the frames that they've, uh, worked on to make that. Uh, video game so i'm excited to work on that and then aside from that i i'm just the production coordinator so i just kind of dabble here and there in other projects but nothing that i'm currently creating so cuphead thing will be cool yeah yeah Yeah. i'm excited to work on that i didn't realize you like cuphead until today what you like cuphead yeah you're being sarcastic yes i'm being very sarcastic (laughs) she just won't stop it on my account and i've like also been playing it on my account uh the do you not own it? You should probably just buy it. No, I own it. I own it on PC and Xbox One X. And I also gave it away to other people. Oh, several copies. It was $20. I mean, how can you not spend that money? I, mean, you, I didn't. But anyway, my playtime in Cuphead uh, on <laughs> like the, the counter is over two days. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Probably me. Yeah, a lot of that's you. I mean, a lot of it's me, but yep. Two days. That's a lot of days. Yeah. That's, yeah, a, lot of, that's a lot of Mugman. Shout out yeah. to the dragon. Shout out to the dragon. Yeah. Cisco. Dragon? Yeah. Oh. I really just don't like those frog men. I think that one frustrated me more than anything. Not a fan of those frog boys. Even though that level was like shown off early, it's just garbage at it. This isn't running gun ones. This isn't an Xbox thing. You mentioned dragon. Um there's a part in Mario's uh Odyssey where there's an actual like a dragon and it looks like a scary fantasy dragon. And oh, I don't yeah. think those belong in Mario. That makes me uncomfortable. Because also, isn't Bowser supposed to be a dragon? I thought it. So he if Bowser's a the dragon, dragon then what's this are dragon? Are you a dragon if you don't have wings? Are we chase? Are we I all feel like Bowser is just think... a fire-breathing lizard. Yeah, I don't think he's a... I think he's a Dargon. I think he's a hard-shelled Dargon. He's a hard-shelled Dargon. I don't think he's a Dargon. You don't need wings to be a dragon. I think you do. I don't think so at all. go on the record and say that that's kind of like... I think you do. I think that's ableist. Maybe, but I think that's 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 hard sci or hard fantasy ableist. Well, okay, if you if you like lost your wings in an accident, or like if both of your parents are doggins, then you're a doggin regardless of whether or not you have wings. But if you're like, I don't think Bowser's a doggin. I don't think that he has doggin parents. Well, te- Daenerys is the mother of dragons, and so technically she's a dragon. She doesn't have wings because they showed her naked several times on that show, and I didn't see a single wing. She look hot enough. What? <laughs> you just want you just want looking at the right places. Alana, what Where's are you in the on? wings? I'm not really walking on anything that that's, that's that interesting. Yeah, you've been pretty lazy lately. Of- Except for the project <laughs> you and me are working on. Although I guess really, that's yeah. not very interesting, is it? Oh, damn. I'm on a bunch of features right now that still doing a lot of Let's Play stuff for Beyond. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm just working on a lot of projects all the time. And so I don't have any a lot of attention paid to any one of them. And, um, dying on the inside. So Yeah, you spilled Great all the chocolate out. milk on the ground. Yeah, well, that's unrelated. But yeah, I mean, I'd think that's something to do with the dying on the inside thing. 
Um, but if you want to see more of uh, us dying on the inside and spilling chocolate all over this desk, which has happened twice this year. Yeah, both of those <laughs> were your fault. Also, last time fault. you left a knife in the studio. That was great. I was actually pretty fond of that. Someone's like, who left a knife in him? Yeah, like, who got the Australian. blame for that? It was me. I'm sorry. Did you get blamed for that? <laughs> yeah. I, I admitted to it, though. Well, he was producing. Yeah, after, though. They were like, well, yeah, it was Alexio and Dave were like, often. hey, so there was a knife in the studio. Finnegan, you can't let that happen. And I was like, I didn't do it. It also reeked of chocolate. A dark, yeah. Oh, we got a lot of chocolate everywhere. Maybe yeah. maybe one more time on the show, there'll, there'll be more chocolate before the end of the year. How many episodes do we have left? A hundred. I don't know, like a dozen? Five? Five. I mean, it can't be five. Oh, we don't really record like over it'll Christmas. It'll be three or so, four, yeah. surely. Yeah. But, um, Is it stacking, it'll be able to come back? up some episodes for, for the, the holidays? Break? I don't know if we do that. I honestly have no idea. We're splitting the last episode into um, it's uh, episodic. It's $5 per episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Make sure that you subscribe on uh, youtube.com slash IGN Unlocked for more episodes and on whatever podcast services you have. Um, feel free to give us a rating because they mean a lot to us. So we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. You said that word. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused, and you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Mm-mm, not she. They, maybe? W- wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?